Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yes, sir. Another one. Another one. Another one. That is a pretty successful five-game homestand if you're the Calgary Flames. A little bat. Capped off by another victory at the Saddle Dome last night. A 5-3 win. Sorry, what was that, Daryl? W's. That's what I'm impressed. impressed. Yes, sir. That was a W. That was a W. Um, Maybe we want to check the start time on a couple of these recent games. If you've read. Yeah, maybe. But apart from that, there are some things to like. The power play is coming to life. Humming. And you got eight of a possible ten points on your homestand. Yeah. And feel like you probably could have had ten. When you look at that Montreal game. Mm-hmm. So, 100%. three games out on the East now, starting with a tilt in Columbus Friday, which L- is... Little, little, little something in it. Oh, maybe. Little, little something. Play a clip from Rasmus Anderson in a second where he's kind of, ah, maybe for Johnny. Not for us. We've moved on. <laughs> I've got a new girl now. We've moved on. Your couple. Maybe he thinks about us. He still follows me on Instagram or whatever, but we moved on. <laughs> So we'll get into that. We'll talk a lot more about that on Friday as well. But it is the Flames, the 5-3 win. Welcome to the program. It's the big show in the morning. Mm-hmm. My name is Matt Rose. He is Patty Dumas. Alex Brody is in the other room. And we appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of time to spend with us on uh, this lovely Thursday. Looks like it's going to be a nice day here in Calgary, too. Absolutely uh, fantastic. I don't want to spoil it, but... Right here, you've written on our uh, our little rundown here. Minus one feels like minus five and mainly sunny. That'll work for me. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basementy. Visit DL Basement Systems. Dot com. Oh, oh, hard stop. Hard end. Yeah, it just ends. Just ended. Yep, we're having no more fun now. That's <laughs> oh. that's the way it's going. Um, welcome to the program, everybody. We have a great little show here for you. It is a Thursday. Uh, Georgie away once again, but hopefully we will have him back tomorrow. Uh, but we got a jam-packed show. Nevertheless, Frank Cervalli going to join us just after 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the Flames. Thoughts on Brock Besser and some other movement, perhaps, around the NHL Mm -hmm. as we get closer to that holiday freeze, the roster freeze that they do over the holiday break. Uh, So that'll be just after 7 o'clock as we get going in hour number two. Also in hour number two, big bets for our friends over at Sports Select. A very special edition of Brody on the Beat. And we get some Metallica tickets to give away. I got an idea for that. Okay. And uh, we'll tell you about before the morning report uh, just at, more, at 6.30 there. In the 8 o'clock hour, Shai Davidi is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about the baseball. Yeah, winter and how, meetings. Wrap how, it up. How it pertains to the Blue Jays, because, yes, the winter meetings are wrapping up. Uh, people are signing. Aaron Judge remains at the Yankees. I think Jays fans are pretty peeved right now. Jays have been very quiet once again. It kind of feels like the trade deadline did. Yep. 
where you're like exactly like the trade deadline. They're in on everybody, but they get nobody. Yeah, I love rumors and all, but well, can we put a little pen to paper here, maybe? Yeah, Jays lead the league in uh, attached players, but uh, last in signing them. Yeah, and you know, granted, it happens with the Flames a lot too, where they're just tied to everything. Yeah, but. I, I like it with the Flames because they actually follow through in a lot of these instances. And, and, and they give you a nice you get a little surprise every so often. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas the stuff with the Jays. Shapiro like, and Atkins, they can talk we, can a we, lot. Yeah. Can we, and you guys got a lot of money. Yeah. Seventh I, in payroll, but it doesn't feel like it. So <laughs> why haven't, why has nothing happened yet? So, well, that's shy. Um, no more big names. The Blue Jays. There ain't no more big names out there, so. They're all gone. Last one signed late last night. Well, that's too bad then. I guess we're running it back. Minus Teo. Great. Yeah. Um, Ross Tucker also going to join us just after 8.30. We will discuss our big bets. We'll discuss the big slate of NFL action coming up this weekend yep. as a big week for playoff implications. Just a little bit. Big week for your fantasy football team. Final regular season week, usually. For a, ma- for a lot of leagues. Yeah. It'll be the final regular season week. Um, so we'll talk about all of that later on, too. That'll all be in hour number three. So, once again, thanks for uh, sticking around. But the big topic today is going to be what happened yesterday at the Scotiabank Saddledome. It was um, Armed Forces Appreciation Night. Mm-hmm, so a lot of cool mm-hmm, stuff on the go with that. Um, the Flames had their, uh, their special warm-up jerseys. Yes. Which you can actually bid on oh, yeah. uh, right now, and all of the proceeds from those auction bids goes towards uh, supporting uh, uh, former mil- former and, military uh, here in uh, Calgary yeah. and, and Southern Alberta yeah. as well. So, um, recommend that you go and check that out mm-hmm. if that's if if you're a little bit of a jersey honk, if that's uh, you your know, cup of and tea. And that's the thing you can't buy these warm up jerseys. This is a one off thing. Like this is the only thing that the only time they're going to wear these type of jerseys. So you'll have one of a kind. So. And uh, Get your bids in. Elevate Auctions slash Support Our Troops 2022 is the place to go. Um, and uh, the proceeds are direct to Support Our Troops and CMFRC, yes. which is the Calgary Military Family Resource Center. Um, so that was great. It was the 17th annual Canadian Armed Forces Appreciation Night. And since they started, they've raised over $400,000 for uh, support our troops in CMFRC. So if you can support and if you are interested in going and grabbing one of those jerseys, uh, highly recommend it. There were uh, plenty of notable individuals mm. that I think you could say it would be it would be good to have their jersey. For example, Elias Lindholm. Okay. Doesn't score. The goal scoring streak ends at three games. But I think he'll take three assists. That's a pretty good day. Damn right it is. <laughs> uh Adam Rzichka, two assists. Uh could have had a third, made a really nice play, unless they've changed it. Oh, they they did end up giving him an assist on that one on the uh, the Anderson game winner. Uh so that was his second assist. He had Tyler Toffoli scoring two goals. Yep. Is there anybody who's more money shooting than an empty net, by the way? My goodness. Mm-hmm. That guy never misses those. And, uh, of course, the hero. We heard the goal call on the way in. Rasmus Anderson. Uh, a goal and three points as he continues to have just a Just taking stellar those next season. steps uh, forward. He's got 20 points now in 26 games. Uh, yeah, this guy's getting to those. Uh, he's hitting that offensive leap. 
type uh, thing you want. Of course, you want to see him shoot that puck more, but that was a nice jump in on that game-winning goal. Yep. Uh, just off of a simple dump in from Michael Backlund. Uh, good work nice from Adam Rzizka. Damn good work from Adam yeah. Rzizka on that game-winning goal. And then Coleman sets up. Blake Coleman, I've been a big fan of him the last week or so. He's been really picking it up. And that third line, man. There was, a, there was a couple of instances in that third period, too, with Blake Coleman where the Flames might have been running around a little bit in their mm-hmm. own end, mm-hmm. and he got the puck and just dealt with it. Yep. Got it out in a clean way, put it deep in the other end, afforded the whole group a change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just those simple plays that Blake Coleman makes that you say, you know, he he's always aware of, of the situation. Yep. Are we just out here? Are we a little trapped? Do I have some Very ti- Do I have some tired defensemen out here? Situational awareness mm-hmm. is real key with him, and I think it's it's a great reason why he and Backlund have been such a good pair because Absolutely. I think they both really excel in that mold. And now that you've got him a little bit further down the lineup, it kind of affords them mm-hmm. to really you know pedal down when they're out on yep. the ice, and they've been able to uh, chip in offensively a little bit lately too. So that's been great to see. There's a lot to like with this Flames group right now on the power play. The top unit, I think the one word that I would use is they, they look confident. Yeah. They're coming up the ice and they they look like they know what they're going to do. They look like they understand that they've got a plan, mm-hmm. that the plan works. The plan's been working lately. Like we talked about uh, at the end of yesterday's show, you go two for three on the power play mm-hmm. against Arizona Coyotes. Excellent. Congratulations. Yeah. Fireworks. Hooray. It's the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Doing it against the Minnesota Wild was going to be a much more difficult yeah. task because the Wild came in with their a PK's been good. top 10 yep. pa- penalty kill overall. 84% of the last seven games. And they was. had the number one penalty kill on the road at 89.9% going into yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And granted, they took a lot of penalties. They, The Flames are two for six. But I that's still 33%. That's your... That's a 66% mm-hmm. kill for the Minnesota Wild. That's yep. significantly lower than the rate they've been humming at overall and on the road. Ryan Huska said on the Flames TV uh, post game uh, that he felt like that second period, that Nazem Kadri goal was the one that really ignited them. Uh, I, I haven't heard, heard anything from Dean Evison, but I would really like to hear what his response was on the penalties. I just felt like, like just Zuccarello, dumb penalty, Greenway, the goalie interference that uh, eventually led to the Toffoli goal that gave him the lead trying to hit Zadorov, he kind of clips the leg yeah. out from dan vadar i'm never a huge fan of getting the power play early on but they get the easy entry yep. the yep. wild just kind of give up the mm-hmm. zone to them and sure enough you know it, it, i i wrote down a note on that goal and it was I, it was early on in the season mm-hmm. after you know nazim kadri had signed and the flames got off to that good start kevin mm-hmm. bieksa was doing one of the games and uh was talking about how Nazem Kadri might be one of the best guys in the NHL in that bumper position on the power play. Okay. And that's exactly the type of play why. He can find the open space so he can get his shot off, mm-hmm. the one-timer, the quick wrister, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But that's a deft deflection from outside of the hash marks. Absolutely. You know, you have to give the shooter a little bit of credit, Elias Lindholm, in finding a target. Mm-hmm. But to get that puck through the goaltender, that's that's why you got him there. <laughs> yeah. And when you add him being one of the best bumper guys in the NHL on the power play, mm-hmm. Toffoli has shown he's one of the best guys yep. down low behind yep. the red line. You got great flank guys in, in Huberto yep. and Lindholm. Mm-hmm. And then Anderson is, is really bringing that whole unit together right now. So the top unit is absolutely humming. Yeah. 
No, I was it's like just was gonna say like that's exactly what I was gonna get on with that type of stuff. Like there, it's you know the the power play has been a big key in this uh, Flames turnaround of late, and that's okay. You, you, we talked about you know you want to see the more even strength uh, play go, but right now getting the two points is key. Um, yeah. Another, uh, it was Dumba taking the penalty shortly thereafter mm-hmm. to Foley with great work in front of the net on that on that third goal in the second period. Uh, great work by the Backlund and Anderson group on that second goal. Mm-hmm. Found the lone Rizicka. Coleman's able to shovel that rebound home. I thought Flurry was really good in the first, but yep. that kind of over aggressive Flurry style mm-hmm. maybe cost him a little bit in the second period. Yep. But that's how it goes. Uh, kill. Good once again. Excellent kill. I thought Vladar was good on the kill, but didn't necessarily have to be outstanding. No, I thought they did a good job of holding the line and making sure that all the chances were from the outside. Like we didn't play a lot of five on five. Yeah, especially in the middle period. I think it was only about eleven, twelve minutes of five on five Mm -hmm. in the second period, Mm -hmm. but. Some of those games, that's the way it's going to go. You're going to get a lot of special teams, and your guys have to go out and, and perform, and, and mm-hmm. that's what the Flames did. Exactly. Like it's... Yeah. Now, the question yeah. is, with these starts, poof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a couple, like, tuple, you know, the slow start against Arizona, a little bit where you want to see a little bit more, and then yesterday, right out the gate, felt like it was going to be a bad night, but... They weren't ready. They were they not ready. They weren't ready at all. They, it's back-to-back nights because yeah. you mentioned it, too, against the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um, they were running around. They take two penalties back-to-back. The difference is the Wild can actually score, mm-hmm. and the Coyotes don't. It was, what, Kaprizov with the deflection early on. Yeah, Dumba with an absolute cannon just shattered as a stick. Like, Great movement, low to high. Yeah. And, like, the Wild were passing it so well early Mm -hmm. on, and it was just, you know, when you talk about playing a fast game, yeah, and it's not necessarily having just 18 fast skaters out Mm -hmm. there, it's moving the puck quick. That's exactly what Minnesota did early on, and Mm -hmm. the Flames looked like they were kind of spinning, trying to find their ground, and... Of course, two, down two caught real early. Yeah, the second goal, the two-on-one, the fourth line versus fourth line. Uh, Jen Broderall, she pointed it out in the intermission, while Mike, Michael Stone did not play it no. at all very not, well. He's not a, turned around, forgot about uh, forgot about um, uh, Mason Shaw completely. Yeah. Went right in behind him there, so that was just like... Well, he loses the battle yeah. on the aggressive pinch. He yeah. gets back, but then you're right. He yeah. just kind of caught no man's land covering <laughs> nobody and sure yeah. enough mason shaw's able to beat him yep. didn't think dan Vladar had much of a chance on no hell no. either of the first no. two but at the same time you know and amber kind of talked about it in the in the first intermission how he looked over at the guy at the analyst and said well is jacob marks i'm gonna have to get ready and they all told him to you know beat it but for a <laughs> quick moment i definitely was like huh <laughs> Right, you can't. I get you can't. It was not Vladar's fault on either one of those goals yeah, know, at all. That first one. At the same time, it's a way that you give your team a kick in the yeah. pants. Okay. Well, here. Yeah, I get that. I get that type of momentum. But it's they stay cool. They had the power play. They had the nice uh, momentum there at the end of the first period, going clicking a little bit. They carried a bit over, and then Kadri uh, on fresh ice. Uh tie game in the third period at fifteen forty-five, and really, I thought that the Flames were. 
pretty good in the third period to hold on yeah. to that lead. Like there was a moment where there was a it was Reeves with a chance from the slot. Um, maybe midway through the third mm-hmm. period, he buried it right into the screen, and Vladar was able to track it real quick. Um, I didn't love the penalty call on Mackenzie Weger just because I thought Felino had a pretty good hold of his stick there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you're a referee and the angle that he had, that's a call that you make every time. That's a tough one yeah. if, if you're if you're Weger and a, a, I guess a deft play by Marcus Felino there as well. But a nice kill, Vladar covered like four or five pucks on that. They were winning draws, and that really mm-hmm. helped them out. But then, of course, a little bit of a soft play up the boards. Flames can't clear. Um, they lose John Merrill in the high slot. Shot is, what, off Tanev's stick and right underneath the crossbar pretty much. Um, and then it was a tie game. But moments later, Rasmus Anderson comes in, makes a really good play. The back line was great again. They continue to impress, and now they go out on the road. And they uh, get ready for this three-game road trip. They'll play two more Eastern Conference road trips. Mm-hmm. This one with stops in Columbus, Toronto, and Montreal. They'll have one more just after the All-Star break, way later on in the mm-hmm. season. Uh, they'll play the Wild two more times this year, but both those games are going to be in March in pretty close proximity. But... Yeah, it's, like, give me more wild and flames. That was actually a lot of fun last night. <laughs> Fourteen of their next nineteen are going to be on the road here. Uh, once they get back, uh, so yeah, it's getting on the road. You, they've starting to get some momentum going at home, and this is uh, you know there are this is going to be a very newsy filled road trip. You got the Goudreau return on well, not return, but you got you got to play Goudreau on Friday. Yeah, yeah, obviously the Leafs they're playing like a wagon right now. Uh, and then, obviously, Montreal. That's obviously a big story anytime the Flames and the Habs get together, especially uh, Montreal playing pretty good lately. So this will be a big road trip for the Flames. I think uh, we'll see Markstrom probably maybe Friday, you think? One of these two for sure. Mm-hmm. I Hard to say which one, but he'll be out there for one of them, I would assume. Granted, we've seen Markstrom play back-to-back games before, too. Mm-hmm. But it really does feel like you want to at least give Like, this is the a, first time Vladar has gone three straight in his entire sniff. career. Yeah. Yeah, you want to give uh, Markstrom a little bit of a sniff of the net still. Mm-hmm. Um, despite everything that we've seen with him and Vladar, which has been a great relationship and, mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. um, positive. But nevertheless, uh, Flames have played 15 or 16 home games now after last night. Yep. And after this road trip, we'll have played, we'll only have. Four more Eastern Conference games. So they've already played nine Eastern Conference games. They've only played, what, the one road game in the West. It was up in Edmonton. So they've got all (laughs) those Western Conference road games still to come. Pretty good. Pretty good little homestand there. Eight of the possible Mm ten points. I think you'll take it and you'll move on and see what Uh, you can do in uh, these next three games. One thing I want to say, uh, what do you... What'd you make of? Uh, I mean, you can't really make much of it. Mm. It's Lucic and Richie. They only they only played five sixteen and five twenty one last night. Fine. If you, it's just like, and then like I don't especially know, especially with how many special teams no, I, I, I don't saw want, yesterday. I don't, they don't need to play more. Mm. But it's like, I guess yeah, I guess yeah. The pl- lot of lot of lot of non even strength time. There's a lot of like, special teams play. So yeah, there are minutes we're gonna come down. Are you pondering the idea of younger players replacing those guys know. in the lineup? Yeah, it's here's the thing. You're not taking Milan Lucic out of the lineup. No. You're not. 
unless he's making like three or four egregious he errors. Bloody miserable. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he pays, He makes too much money, and the veteran yeah. role that he has on the team, that guy's not going to sit in the press box with this team. Mm. Unless he goes out and he has four or five giveaways that lead directly to a loss, yeah. I don't think that this is a guy that's going to get sat down. Yeah. That, I just don't think that... Because as much as you're trying to put the best product on the ice and win every single night, you also have to manage all of these personalities in your yeah. locker room, and it's way too early in the season yeah. to lose that guy because you're not going to be able to trade him either. No, so you mm-hmm. have to keep him engaged as best as you can yeah. for as long Use as you possibly while you can. can. Yeah, like he gives, and especially a night yesterday when Ryan Reeves is playing. Yeah, ah, that's fair. You need yeah. him there. Yeah. So like the five minutes that he played, meh, whatever. Yeah. He's out there. He does a few twirls. Mm. Try not to get buried, although they did it on a couple shifts, and and you kind of move on with it. Like, Richie, same thing for me. Richie, I find, has a little bit more impact, and I actually quite like when he's in the lineup. Mm. Because, Lewis was back at center. You see him. He's yeah, okay. Yeah, he was, he was good at center, and, and Lewis is one of those guys that I think does a great job killing penalties mm-hmm. on, with Blake Coleman on that second tandem. Yeah. So you're not taking him out of the lineup. Like, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot and Jeff kind of talked about it on their show recently with Daniel Sprong. Okay. Daniel Sprong is in Seattle. He is close to a point-per-game pace. Young player. He went there on a PTO. He's like 25 or 26. Mm-hmm. So he's right in that Matthew Phillips type of range. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only playing eight or nine minutes a night. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of ideal for him. He's getting second power play. He's adding a little bit of offensive punch to the fourth line. He's having to defend against guys like Ryan Reeves, yep. like Milan Lucic, mm-hmm. like you know some of those fourth liners, and he and he's fitting in. Mm-hmm. It could work, but I just don't see it with this group, with this team, and the way the coach like to kind of yeah. roll his guys out. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where I'm at with, with the yeah. I I felt like it. I said it earlier in the week. You're not gonna. You probably aren't gonna see a Phillips Pelchezari call up unless there's an injury in that top six. A hundred percent, or even the top nine. Yeah, that's fair too. Because right now, like what? Now, granted, I wouldn't put it past the the coaching staff to put someone else into the top nine like a Trevor Lewis. Mm-hmm. I think if there was an injury, I would really like to finally see one of those guys get promoted. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't see a way that you're doing it, given the results that you had on the road trip yep. and all of those type of things. And everything I said about Milan Lucic, I, I, I believe, um, quite thoroughly. Um, take a break. Morning Report coming at you next. Light NHL schedule. It was like a medium NHL schedule for a Wednesday. It was pretty Tonight's standard. Light. Tonight is light for a Thursday, but we do have a uh, an NFL game. Yeah, that's, that's a big uh, indicator why. Big Canadian award yesterday. A little bit. Shout out MPP. Mm-hmm. We'll get into all of that. Uh, plus a little bit of a footy report all before 7 o'clock. You're listening to The Big Show today with Matty Rose and Patty Dumas. Hopefully we'll see Georgie back soon. We'll get you the latest on everything in the world of sports around the corner. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back. It's the big show in the morning. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hit us up on the text line. Be a part of the show. 960-960. And uh, we are getting a few texts in about it. A little bit already today. Uh, Listen, Georgie, you'll be back. 
Mr. Russick, uh, just a little bit under the weather. I feel like I'm not telling tales out of school here because he tweeted it um, last night at uh, someone who had uh, asked how he was doing in a less than polite way. Um, yeah. He has a viral respiratory illness, and his voice and or throat are basically torched right now. You kind of have to talk on this job. Yeah, and the guy hosts a radio show six days a week, plus he did a little bit of travel. Like, listen, the guy's got a little ill. He'll be back. Don't worry about him. Um, I, I haven't done him in, I'm not trying to take over nothing like that. Nothing crazy like that. Um, he's just, um, a little raspy, little Pharrell on the bench, but he'll be back. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Jagadoo. Um, Hey, we've got more Metallica tickets to give away a little bit later. On. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> that wasn't sarcastic. That, it's like legit. This is actually yeah, a that really was, big No, thing. I know. That was like, it was kind of like your FM radio DJ voice. Yeah. Like that's what I assumed it was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so Metallica is doing their M72 world tour in 2024. They're doing two nights, two different sets. Two different opening acts at the Commonwealth Stadium up in Edmonton, August 23rd and 25th uh, in 2024. As I mentioned, different openers. It's going to be really awesome. We're going to be giving away our tickets a little bit later on in the 730 hour. Mm -hmm. My question for you today, and it relates to an amazing performance that we saw last night in the NHL. Mm, Okay. With uh, my man crush of the year in the NHL, Tage Thompson, absolutely Torching the entire league. I'm asking you on the text line, which athlete is worth the price of admission? Okay. And listen, I know we're going to get a lot of the obvious ones. Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a lot of those. But I'm looking for some maybe a little bit off the board. I'd like a little bit of a reason yes, to it. big reason. You know? I'm going to ask Frank Soravalli, how many players in the NHL are worth the price of admission this year? And is Tage Thompson part of that group? And that's the uh, basis of the question. All right. It doesn't have to be hockey. It could be a different sport. Frankly, it doesn't have to be a sport. If you got a speaker or something like that that mm-hmm. you think is worth the price of admission, let us know. 960-960. We'll pick some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. We'll throw them in a big hat. And the winner will get a couple of Metallica tickets. Well, actually, we'll get four tickets. Yeah. Two tickets for each night. Pretty sweet deal. Uh, we'll be doing that a little bit you later don't have to on. You got to pay a thing. Yeah. Well, you, you got to get, get up there. You got to get to Edmonton. You got a hotel. You got to figure all that stuff out. But the main parts, like, buy but the, the tickets, tickets. Worry about the rest later. Yeah. You don't have to deal with like uh, the ticketing uh, websites. We, we know the websites suck nowadays. Yeah, they They're are, not fun. Yeah. No one likes it. It's like, Apart from sued. apart from going to like the DMV and getting your car back after it gets impounded, I've well, been there. There isn't many places that are more miserable than a queue waiting <laughs> to get tickets, <laughs> knowing that you're about to get yeah. absolutely ran over with mm. fees. Yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's time for the morning report, which is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to Patty Dumas. Flames are capping off their five-game homestand. Six other NHL games to get to. Week 14 in the NFL is here. And the Hitmen start a long road trip 
All this and more inside the morning report. Let's start with the Flames taking on those Minnesota Wild on Canadian Armed Forces Appreciation Night. Many coming in. Winners of their last four, Kirill Kaprizov is on a franchise-tying 12-game point streak, while the Flames, they've won a couple in a row here, looking to close up the homestand on a strong note because the next 14 of their 19 are going to be away from the friendly confines of the Scotiabank Saddledome. Dan Vladar back in net. He's 3-1-1 with a 1.98 goals against and a 9.35 save percentage over his last five there. Uh, he's been a big catalyst in the Flames' boost in play of late. Brett Ritchie getting back into the lineup. Trevor Lewis centering that fourth line. So let's start. First period. Uh, didn't uh, didn't have to wait that long. Uh, Wild just rolling Ugh. in the flame zone. Chris Tanev pass back to Weger gets broken up, and after some slick passing to the right point to Zuccarello slides it across. Dumba winds and fires and scores. Yeah, hometown boy Matt Dumba with an absolute cannon shatters Kirill Kaprizov's stick. Kirill the thrill, goals in seven straight, and a new franchise record 13 game point streak. Oh, but the fun didn't end there for the while. Oh, really? Great. On Merrill, will float the puck out to center. It's picked up and brought it up the left wing side by Connor Dewar. Centers, and they score. Yeah. Two-on-one, fourth line, fourth line. Uh, Michael Stone did not look great on the two-on-one. Uh, uh, but, yeah, nothing Vladar could do on that one. And Mason Shaw, 58 seconds later, makes it 2 nothing Minnesota. Yeah, and you're going, oh, nope, oh. not this again. Well, this is extremely <laughs> like the last game, except... The Minnesota actually made them pay for it. Uh, How will they bounce back? Well, it took them a little bit. Seven minutes into the first period, the Flames finally get their first shot on net. Uh, John Merrill sticks a knee out on Adam Rzicka. Flames go to the first power play. We talked about this yesterday, how great the Wilds PK has been, especially on the road, number one in the league. Uh, All they can do is hit iron. Jonathan Huberto gets tripped shortly after the first power play. Flames go back to the man advantage. They get nothing. A third power play before the first uh, first period was up. Jordan Greenway gets called for goalie interference. Flames with a little over a minute left to start the second period. And my God, what a start for the second for the Flames. Flames will bring it into the wild zone and set things up. Here's Lindholm with a shot tip. They score! Backlund gets it back and centers. Ruzicka dances in. Bouncing puck. They score! Kadri taps it near side. Lindholm a shot. Knocked down in front. Foley. Back to Lindholm who drops. Anderson scores! The Flames have scored three goals in three minutes and 11 seconds to start the second and have taken a 3-2 lead. That was 2.55 apart. Close, Derek. It's all right. Uh, Flames have a 3-2 lead. Uh, So much happening. You're literally never out of a game anymore in the NHL. Never out of it. Kadri gets goals in back-to-back. Third line continues their great work. Yep. Ruzicka's drive. Coleman burying it. Uh, Wild feeling that pressure. They take a delay a game. Uh, good work again from the top unit. And Rasmus Anderson blasts it into Foley. Gets his ninth of the season. What the hell's going on out here? So much for that wild PK, Maddie. Yeah. Um, listen, at this point, the Flames are two for four on the man advantage. And it looked quite good on, I would argue, three of the attempts that they had. Uh, a good rush by the Anderson Backlund group to score uh-huh. that five on five goal. Like, Really, and it was the same with the Coyotes game. After they got to that first TV timeout in the first period, they kind of got back to their yep. game, settled down a little mm-hmm. bit, and mm-hmm. things evened out. Not to say that they were blowing the wild out of the water by any no. means, but they were able to even things out. Their goalie stood his ground. Flurry stood his ground for the most part, and mm-hmm. Flames took advantage. Flames getting into some penalty trouble now, but the Wild can't muster anything of it. Pretty clean end to the, thir- uh, to the middle frame. Uh, Flames with some power play time as well, heading into the third. 
with the 3-2 lead and the Flames and Wild very used to playing one goal games first and second in the league in that category not much happening uh and now in the third period we're getting late four minutes 430 left John Merrill just throws it on net yep shot back to the blue line to the right point to Merrill walks into the high slot shoots and scores yeah it goes off Tanev's stick through the bar. soft play on the boards yeah. uh Clearing attempt, battle lost, played to the middle of the ice, mm-hmm. deflected in. Unfortunate. And you're like, oh, man, five oh. minutes left. Hmm. Now now what? Yeah, well, the Flames last year were really good with quick responses. Were they? Really good. Mm. Uh, it happened again last night. Caught that beautifully. Puck did indeed change direction. I think it went off the top of Tanev's skate. Here comes Anderson dancing in. He shoots and scores! Yeah, nice, easy play. Michael Backlund dumps it in. Good pressure from Rajichka on Freddie Goudreau. Uh, Blake Coleman gets the puck, finds a wide-open Rasmus for the Flames' fourth goal. Anderson's third point of the night. Uh, yeah, man. Anderson, all he, when he scores, it's usually a game-winning goal. Flames have won nine straight games when Rasmus yeah. Anderson has a goal. That's a good number. Damn right it is. That's a good stat. Tyler Toffoli, bring us home, buddy. Tanev walks his pass, and now Huberto picks the puck up, gives it to Lindholm. He sends it out to center. Toffoli shoots and scores. Automatic with the uh, with the yawning cage. Tanev outstanding yesterday, mm-hmm. winning battles all over the place. There on the empty netter, he it's not even close. He goes into a corner with a guy, and boom! Two seconds later, mm-hmm. it's a breakout pass to Huberto. <laughs> Risky, risky yeah. between the legs pass. <laughs> but like we've talked about with Huberto, it's high risk, it's high reward, yeah. and the reward there was tape to tape Blindholm, easy entry, easy exit, mm-hmm. gets it to Toffoli, and that guy passes his own blue line. He's not gonna miss an empty net. Now at ten tucks. Absolutely. First uh well the catcher's got ten now as well. So yeah. Uh Flames do win five three. They're uh now on the road for the next three. They go out to Columbus on Friday. We'll be on the air at four o'clock with Flames warm up, five o'clock puck drop. Good to see old buddy old pal Johnny Goudreau. The Flames jump into a playoff spot with yes. the victory yesterday. Uh they jump over the Colorado Avalanche, who have now lost three in a row. We'll get to that in a mm-hmm. second, I'm sure here. But the Flames are now 29 points in the second wild card spot. They're a point back of the Oilers. Um, and a few points back of the Kings and Kraken, and the Golden Knights are way up there too. Granted, points percentage, the Avalanche are better than the Flames because mm-hmm. they've played two less games. But still, if you're the Flames, um, this homestand has been yep. very positive and, and got you right into this race here. Also, just a couple of things that I wanted to point out. We talked about the PK for the Wild, mm-hmm. how it had been great all season long. The Flames go two for six, so that's a, a positive for sure. The Wild had won four straight games. That's a positive that you're able to snap that winning streak. And that's the first time that Minnesota has lost in regulation when leading after 20 minutes of play. Wow. They were 8-0-1 when leading after huh. 20 minutes going into yesterday's game. It's a pretty significant win for the Flames. It's a big win. Uh, massive win as they head out on the road. Uh, again, Friday, Saturday, and then Monday in Montreal. The rest of the NHL story caps Flyers. Alex Ovechkin been a snake bit of late at the tail end of this western portion of the road trip. Uh, wrapping it up a little closer to home in Philadelphia. This game 1-1 after 40. About midway through the third, Dylan Strome puts the caps in front for good 2-1. Mentioned Ovechkin being snake bit. 
as he closes in on Mr. Hockey for second place on the NHL's all-time goal list. Well, he got a couple empty netters, leaving him six away from tying the great Gordie Howe. And funny enough, 99 away from the great one. Uh, Capitals win 4-1. Uh, no Darcy Kemper at the moment, so they're yeah. going with Charlie Lindgren and Hunter Shepard. Mm. Lindgren stopped 29 of 30 in the win. Good on you, Charlie Lindgren. Uh, Sabres Blue Jackets history and perhaps the biggest fantasy hockey trade regret. Uh, just roll it. Now it's Alex Tuck the other way. The backhand to the slot and they score. Tage Thompson. Tuck trying to find it. He does and he finds Thompson and he scores. During the Sabres power play have been shorthanded by Columbus. Thompson scores and it's a hat trick to Skinner. To Thompson. Four goals for Tage Thompson. Four goals in the opening period against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Second fastest in NHL history. I'll say fastest in modern history because Joe Malone did it for the Hamilton Tigers on February 21st, 1921. 1921. Not exactly the same style of game. That was 100 years ago. Yeah, exactly. It was over 100, over 100 years ago. Over 100 years ago. Uh, second period now. Sabres up 6-2. Do uh, they even have skates back then? <laughs> I had to Google what the pads looked like back then, and they were... they. they <laughs> You could imagine what happened. Like, was there offside or icing? I, I don't, <laughs> who knows? Uh, he he wasn't done, was he? No, Alex of course not. Time. Over Thompson, loads it up, scores! He's so good. Number five Dude. for Tage Thompson! Stop! He's already dead! 7-2 <laughs> Buffalo at that point. Krebs and Tuck would get in the, on the party before the second was up. Absolutely mental what Tage Thompson is doing right now. On pace for well over 50 goals and over 100 points. Uh, the Sabres, their offense is scary. And it feels like it's only going to get scarier He's as they get He's my favorite better. player in the league right now. Amazing. He looks like a cheat code out there. He's so much bigger than everybody. He's so much faster yep. than everybody. He's got such better hands than everybody. Yeah. How about that one-timer for the Hattie? <laughs> 100 miles per hour. Uh, and he, okay, yeah, yeah, sweet. So he can just fire one-timers from the bumper if you need him to. <laughs> he can beat you on a breakaway. He can walk around a defenseman and mm. score in tight. He can score ridiculous wraparound goals with his 100-foot reach. Mm. I can't get enough of this guy. He is too good. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get to six goals, which would have uh, tied the NHL record. But Sabres roll 9-4. Alex, what was that trade you made with Matt? Oh, man. I traded Tage Thompson for Jordan Bennington. Oh. <laughs> now, granted, <laughs> granted, the Sabres were, like, in the midst of their losing streak, and the Blues had just won seven in a row, mm -hmm. and goalies in this league are extremely valuable. Like, for example, in the last week... Tage Thompson has been outstanding. He has been the top scoring player mm -hmm. in this league at like 35 points. Yep. There's seven goalies that have scored more points than him. So fantasy like, hockey. if you don't have goaltenders in this fantasy hockey league, you're Seward. It's not that bad of a trade. That's, in a real life, that's a bad that's trade. A real life bad that's trade. a real bad trade. Yeah. Uh, Avalanche Bruins, Avs are getting life without Nathan McKinnon, down arguably five of their top six players. Pretty low event first period. In the second period, the Bruins show why they're among the best in the league. Pasternak opens the scoring with an absolute laser. Taylor Hall would have uh, make it 2-0. He would get a second later on. 4-0 Bruins. As man, they need some bodies. Yeah. Oilers, Coyotes. Coyotes are finally at the end of this NHL record tying 14-game road trip up to QE2 in Edmonton. Let's see if they can end it on a high note as they played here what, pretty well here on Monday, I'd say. Uh, it did not go well. Oilers off to a 3-0 start. Yotes uh, do get a score thanks to Jack McBain. 
But after that, all Edmonton, they score the next five, including this absolute beautiful one from number 97. He'll go cross ice. He'll put it around the wraparound. McDavid scores! Didn't have a dry sidle. Makes an excellent pass to McDavid. Goes around the net. Just uh, a cool four points for McDavid. And uh, he's the first oiler since Wayne Gretzky back in 87-88 to have at least 50 points in the team's first 27 games on play, on pace for 158 points this season. Oilers win 8-2. Yotes go 4-8-2 on the road trip back home Ugh. Friday when they play the NHL's best, Boston. You're, you're telling me Arizona had one foot on the plane mm. for this one? I think they were flying Game well. Game 14-14. Playing against Connor McDavid and yeah. they'd lost five straight going. You telling me that they didn't really get up for this game? No, really? Yeah. They left their goaltender out to dry. <laughs> a hey, bit. a little bit. Um, hey, shout out Jacob Chickren for the garbage time assist. Uh, hit a tidy <laughs> little parlay Whoa, with uh, Drysital and McDavid both over a point and a half. Dang. Yeah, felt pretty good about good it. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good. Uh, Ray, uh, Golden Knights Rangers uh, taking on uh, out in Vegas. They used a big third period, scoring three goals. Zabinajad got. His second to make the final 5-1 New York. Insane game. Logan Thompson looked yep. human in there. Also, Chandler Stevenson got an yep. abusive official penalty. Oh, How watch that. dare you? <laughs> uh, insane game at the Shark Take. Uh, you see that uniform matchup? I did. That was nice. The, uh, uh, the, the Golden the Can- Seals. The Canuck. And Johnny Canuck. Johnny Canuck and the Golden Seals. Yeah, they look pretty slick. Uh, this game felt like it was out of the late 70s, nice. early 80s as well. Uh, a lot nice. of goals in this one. Canucks needed overtime for second game in a row. Andre Kuzmenko up the right wing. It's a two-on-one. Left side, Pedersen shoots. He scores! Elias Pedersen with his second straight overtime winner. And the Canucks take a high-scoring affair tonight in San Jose. The final score, 6-5. to five. Yeah, just like he did on uh, Saturday against Montreal. Pedersen wins it for Vancouver. Spencer Martin made a couple tremendous saves right mm-hmm. before that play, uh, leading Andre Kuzmenko. And uh, Elias Pedersen out on a two-on-one. Nucks win 6-5. Three straight wins for the Canucks. Spencer Martin looking all right. Um, Light night around the NHL this evening. Just five games, but three Canadian teams. At five, the Kings continue their trek through Ontario, taking on the Leafs at five. Will Mitch Marner be able to make it 21 straight games at the point? You know, if he does, he's only going to be 30 games off the record, so... 30, eh? Yeah, Ooh, only 30. Only 30. Yeah. Uh, Predators duel with the Lightning. Red Wings look to continue their march up the Atlantic standings, taking on the struggling Panthers, who are glad to be home. Um, that one goes at 5.30. At 6 o'clock, the Jets head out on the road for looking for a third win in a row against the Blues. And at 6.30, the Senators take on the Stars. Week 14 tonight uh, kicks off the NFL with the Raiders and the Rams in L.A. Raiders have quietly won three in a row. Large in part to Devontae Adams over the last month. He's got 41 catches, 664 yards, and seven touchdowns. To put that into perspective, all the combined Rams pass catchers over that time have 746 yards and five touchdowns. I wonder what uh, teams have in quarterback issues. Uh, The defending Super Bowl champs have struggled to say the least. Matt Stafford has not been healthy since really training camp. He's on the IR, done for the year, likely. uh, Dealing with some elbow, now a neck issue. Uh, John Wolford, their backup, dealing with a neck injury as well. He came back to practice yesterday, so his status for tonight is questionable. So the Rams put a claim in on Baker Mayfield. It's a long shot, but the former number one could see some time tonight. Uh, Unlikely, more likely the following week in Green Bay on Monday night. Raiders come in as a a six-and-a-half or six-point favorite now. Uh, 
I'm on the road. Six and a half total at forty three yeah. and a half. It's around there, but SoFi should be easily turned into a home field advantage for the Raiders with the amount of fans they still have in the LA area. Mm. Kickoff goes at six fifteen. Off the field, the Bills got some bad news regarding Von Miller. Underwent surgery to repair a torn ACL. Initially, he was going to go for another procedure to clean up some cartilage, among some other things. Well, it turns out they did find that that ACL was indeed torn. Big blow to a team that desperately needs him because they cannot generate a pass rush to save their lives. Miller has 38 quarterback pressures, 7th in the league, 21 more than the next closest Bill. They take on the Jets on Sunday. MLB winter meetings wrap it up in San Diego. Got to get this quick. Uh, uh, Aaron Judge did sign a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay in the Bronx. Uh, bet on himself. Was offered seven years, 213.5 before the season. Netted him an extra $146.5 million. Good on you, Aaron. Mm. Uh, San Diego finally gets a, a free agent. They've been in on everybody, but they finally do land somebody in uh, shortstop Xander Bogarts. It's an 11-year deal worth $280 million. That top four in San Diego is going to be nasty if it all clicks and stays healthy. The Red Sox, they signed Kenley Jansen, two years, $33 million. And they also signed Japanese superstar Masataka Yoshida, five years, $90 million, hit 335 with 21 home runs and 89 RBIs with the Oryx Buffaloes. Uh, And the other New York club continues to spend as well. The Mets adding lefty Jose Quintana, Cubs signing Jamison Tyon as well. Uh, the Jays, still nothing. We haven't heard much. Uh, we'll hear from, from Shai Davidi coming up at 8.05 to see what's happening with the Toronto Blue Jays as uh, the winter meetings wrap up. Calgary Hitman, they started a five-game road trip yesterday in Swift Current. Speedy Creek. One back to, they have not won back-to-back games since their seven-game win streak was snapped on November 15th, way back in Portland. Broncos would open the scoring, but that's all they would get. Hitman get the next four, including two from David Adadzinski. They get three on the power play. 4-1 Hitman. Trip continues Friday in Moose Jaw. Three points for Oliver Tulk. Could be a sneaky late round NHL draft pick. The guy has an absolute rocket of a shot. He's like 5'10", 5'11". Centerman. Good. Very intriguing young player. Uh, Maddie, the Raptors were in action last night welcoming the Lakers. Sure. Uh, You got uh, got your uh, time here? Yeah, let's do it. Fire it up. Two and one. Well, Spicy P, guy's been on fire lately, 25 points as the Raptors laid the boots to the LA Lakers, 126-113. Now granted, uh, Lakers, they had the old uh, Toronto flu, Mm -hmm. no LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, Uh, it was Russell Westbrook who led the Lakers in points with 16. What was the final score? Uh, 126 to 113. Raptors. Uh, yeah. They routed them. Yeah. Uh, that is exactly the spread. The spread was 12 and a half in the Raptors' favor, and they won by 13. So I, I don't understand. I anything. think that's important. NBA load management is a joke. LeBron has left ankle soreness now. Great. Cool. Uh, and a good note to end here on the morning report. Uh, Marie-Philippe Poulain yes. is the 2022 recipient of the Northern Star Award as Canada's top athlete. She, uh, of course, captained Canada gold this past February in Beijing, uh, finishing with 17 points, one back of Sarah Nurse. Poulain is uh, the 10th hockey player to win the award and first since Carey Price back in 2015. Congrats to MPP. That's your morning report. The morning report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match then beat any competitors. Priced by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Around the corner, Frank Suravalli is going to join us. Right now, we're asking uh, at 960-960, what is an athlete or an individual that is worth 
the price of admission. This after Tage Thompson had five goals, six points, and has firmly solidified himself in my players worth the price admission. Um, Pantheon, a Pantheon. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to put him in there. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to ask Frank Cervalli about it as well around the corner, but we're getting some great texts. We'll read a few of them around the corner. We're getting Alex Ovechkin, uh, Steph Curry, Josh Allen. So we're already going I all across. Rocky Thompson. Connor McGregor's press conferences, not his fights, <laughs> but his pressers. Awesome. Love it. We'll get into it a little bit more as we continue. Sports at 960 The Fan. I mean, right. do the soccer report, of course. I didn't mean go to break. Do the soccer report. And this soccer report is brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. All right, so still no games today. Quarterfinals kick off tomorrow at 8 a.m. Let's run you through the matchups once again. First game of the quarterfinals, Brazil taking on Croatia. Many Canadians may be hoping to see the Brazilians get a bit of revenge for us after Croatia did a number on us there in the group stage. Brazil, now the number one favorite to win this whole thing. Should be a good one. Croatia will have to find their offensive game if they want a chance here. This one goes at 8 a.m. tomorrow. And following that, we have Argentina taking on the Netherlands. Pretty big matchup here. Argentina looked a lot like themselves since falling to Saudi Arabia in their opening match. Netherlands silencing a lot of doubters after taking down the U.S. in the round of 16. And now Argentina, the favorites in this one, but I wouldn't count Netherlands out at all. This one goes at noon tomorrow. And if Brazil and Argentina both win their matches, we'll have quite the semifinal on our hands. Keep an eye out for that. And moving over to the other side of the bracket, Portugal taking on Morocco. Morocco once again with a big upset against Spain in the round of 16. And Portugal looking a lot better without Cristiano Ronaldo. I think both teams can go out and win this one. It'll just depend if Portugal can maintain their form despite Ronaldo still managing to be the center of attention. This one goes at 8 a.m. And wrapping up the quarterfinals, big European matchup. England taking on defending champs France. This is a much must-watch for me. Both teams were tournament favorites coming into this. Big names across the pitch. This will have it all. Big question mark for this one. How will England perform against the top performant, top opponent? Pardon me. This one goes at noon on Saturday, and this soccer report was brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Atta be, Mr. Brody. Now we'll take a break. Frank Cervalli's next. Sports at 960, the fan.